0: Hey girl, and welcome to the She Calls Her Shots podcast, a place for ambitious women to gain clarity around our goals, find inspiration in our journey, and also learn how to create a life and a business of our dreams. My name is Krista, and I'm a wedding and a brand photographer, a business coach, and the creator of the She Calls Her Shots membership community. And in this podcast, we'll talk about both the tactical strategies and habits that you need, as well as the mindset and inner clarity that'll help you take the big leaps, both in your life and in your business. And we always focus on the real talk and the behind the scenes of growing a thriving business. Because let's be honest, it's not always glamorous. But the work is always worth it. So, girlfriend, let's start making some moves and calling our own shots. Hello, and welcome to this episode. Today, I. Just want to thank you no matter where it is that you're listening in from, whether you're in the car or doing the dishes, maybe getting some laundry done or going for a walk. I just, I want to thank you for joining me today and for joining in on this conversation because what we're going to talk about today is so, so important. And it's something that I know that you'll be able to relate to no matter kind of where you are in your journey, because this is a conversation that I have with women day in and day out all the time. And it's all about overcoming comparisonitis and comparing ourselves to others and seeing other people's journeys and kind of having that reflect upon us and where we are and how we're doing. So I'm really excited about this conversation today. And I want you to know that, you know, kind of some of the backstory of, you know, obviously I just shared that this is an important topic, but some of the backstory of why I really wanted to talk about this in today's episode is because we've all faced this feeling and I want to kind of normalize the conversation around it because whether you've, you know, just started your business or you're a seasoned business owner, this is likely something that you might still be facing today, even if you've been in your business and had your business for a while. And honestly, Even if you felt it before, there's a good chance you'll likely feel it again in the future. And I want to normalize the fact that this is something that we're going to experience as business owners time and time again, but it doesn't mean that we have to live in these feelings and there are some tools and things that we can use when we start to feel ourselves comparing ourselves to other business owners. And so I've spoken to a lot of women lately, especially kind of women that are in the beginning or kind of just starting out their business, or they've had their business for a while and they're kind of in the middle of launching a new part of their business or a new product. And a lot of the times when they start to have this feeling of comparing themselves to others, it's usually because they feel like they're maybe like behind or they're not where they hoped they would be at this point. And I think that these two feelings really do go hand in hand with each other. And so I really thought that it would was kind of crucial for us to talk about these two things, um, not as separate pieces necessarily, but as kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, I think that these feelings will likely kind of piggyback on each other whenever we start to get these feelings of I'm not where I feel like I should be. And then we start looking at other people or – Flip side, we start looking at other people and then start feeling like we're not where we should be. So, I thought that it was crucial for us to kind of talk about that today and to address both of these things in today's episode. And quickly before we dive in, um, I know I've shared about this a little bit, but we are counting down the days. We're less than a month now away when I'm, if you're listening to this episode live, from reopening the doors of our She Calls Her Shots monthly membership. And we only open the doors a few times a year. And inside of the membership, we're focused on helping women business owners receive the training and the coaching and accountability that they need to help them see big wins in their business. And so that includes, we have monthly masterclasses. We'll have action guides that tag along with those masterclasses, PDFs, accountability, sharing, weekly coaching and community and so much more. And so if you've been looking for a community of women that you can not only learn from, but also like have a space where you can grow and, you know, uplevel yourself and the things that you want to learn about, I've included a special link for podcast listeners in the show notes for you to check out more details so that you can join the waitlist and join us when doors open again. So you'll be able to find more information at shecallshershots.com forward slash join. And again, that link is in the show notes. But so let's go ahead and dive in to today's topic. So if you're currently comparing yourself to others in your industry, I just, I want to sh- share a few things that I'd love for you to do, some tools for you to have to help you start to shift your focus off of that and really back to yourself and to your own potential. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is maybe an obvious one, but is to just take a social media detox. I know actually recently a lot of people kind of towards the end of last year Again, I'm recording this at the beginning of February, and so I've seen a lot of people showing up on social media, kind of with the same message around. I took a break from social media. I, you know, I haven't shown up in a while. I took a few months off, and I there's a few things I want to point out. With that, is number one, I think that it's great to take a social media detox when you need it, and we're we're going to go into that kind of in this part of the topic. But the second thing that I want to kind of call out there is that I think that it is totally okay to call out the fact that we've been off of social media, right? I think that it's like, it's, we're just recognizing it. We're kind of putting it out there for what it is, but I sometimes feel like there's this, I don't want to say guilt, but there's this feeling that, that we have that when we show up on social media, after taking like a prolonged break, we almost need to like, We feel like we need to give a reason why, (laughs) or like we have to explain why we weren't here or like, I don't know, like we feel like we just have to call it out and make it a thing and then like have this big, I'm back and I'm here and I'm ready post. But what I've noticed is that 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 puts a lot of pressure on us, right? It it forces us to, I don't know, share some reasons on social media that maybe you may or may not want to talk about you know, maybe for whatever reason you took a social media detox, what if we just came back and like didn't really talk about it? What if we didn't really make it a thing? What if we just came back and started posting like we usually do, right? And so I want to kind of normalize that social media detoxing does not have to be something that we should have to explain or like make it a big deal. I will say that, you know, I think on some level of growing a business, I think that Finding a healthy relationship with social media, if social media is a way that you find clients and the clients find you and that you want to grow your business, if you want to use social media as a platform and a tool to grow your business, I think it's really important that we find ways to build in a healthy relationship with it because the thing that makes me sad, I guess that I'll say, and I've done this myself i I actually also kind of did this at the end of last year, so not by any means putting any judgment on this, but what I am wanting to say is that I think that for our business and for our business strategy and our our strategy of you know growth for ourselves. If social media is a way that we want to attract, find, and gain clients, it's crucial that we find a healthy balance so that we're not taking months where we're not showing up at all. And again, I think that there is a difference between taking a break from social media, maybe consuming social media, spending a lot of our time scrolling, comparing, looking at other people's you know profiles and platforms and things like that. But it doesn't mean that we can't still show up on social media. And I totally understand there are times in our business where there might be a couple weeks where you're like, "Oh, I just like don't feel like showing up. And listen, Like that is absolutely okay. I am never here to tell you how to run your business. But from a strategy standpoint, hey, friend, I want to make sure you know about my upcoming free workshop, Seasons of Growth. This workshop is going to be super valuable to photographers that want to learn how to maintain a thriving photography business in the midst of the slower seasons. I know how frustrating it can feel when inquiries aren't coming in, especially when you see other photographers booking out their sessions consistently. This workshop is going to be classroom style and super interactive, meaning that you're going to get real-time coaching from me on how you can create more momentum and visibility inside your business, meaning more inquiries coming in and more booked clients. These are the same strategies that I've used to help my one to one clients book more sessions, and I'm bringing them all to you during the workshop. You can learn more and save your spot by visiting heychristamarie.com forward slash workshop. I can't wait to see you there. If social media is something that you want to use, I think that it's it's crucial that we find that balance, right? So if you're finding that social media is kind of becoming a place where you are not feeling happy about it or like there's a lot of negative feelings around it. I really want to encourage you to unfollow people in your industry or people that you might be following that um, that leave you with any sort of negative feelings. Even if they're not negative people, they might just spark feelings of you feeling like you're not enough or feelings of like you're being judged or anything like that. Anyone that you follow, just unfollow them. Or again, do a social media detox in the sense of maybe don't spend any time on the platform. Don't spend any time scrolling. You know, don't spend any time like on it. Maybe make it to where you literally can show up, add value to the clients that you want to add value, help to make it a positive place for other people, um, and. I'm not saying you have to do this on a weekly basis. You can batch create posts when you're feeling really creative. And then if you don't feel like showing up one week, you already have a post that you can share. But keep social media as a place where you can show up and add value. But if you need a personal detox from it, take it. Absolutely. 100%. And don't feel guilty or like you need to explain whenever you feel like taking a day off or a week off or you're not showing up on your stories. Um Again, if you want to explain, if you want to talk about it, if you want to talk about why you went on a detox because you think that it'll help others, wonderful. But really want to focus on eliminating that feeling that we have of sometimes like that pressure that we put on ourselves of feeling like we need to explain (laughs) how we're showing up on social media. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. If we're feeling a lot of comparisonitis and all of that, just doing a little bit of a detox. The second thing is... I encourage you to think back to a time when you felt your best and strive to be that person again today. And this is actually one of my favorite things to do when I feel like I'm in a rut or if I'm not where I want to be, or I feel like, you know, I should be further along. I like to think of a time when I did feel like I was at my best. And I actually did this recently. Um, I, I, changed the lock screen on my phone and I found some photos of myself where I just felt like I was in my like highest best energy like I was just showing up as the person that I wanted to be I was day to day you know choosing to be that person and so I found a few photos of myself you know you might be like Chris. I don't. So like I'm all over my lock screen. Like yes, I am on my lock screen. There are pictures of me, but I have in the middle. I have some text, and it just says "Be her today." And it's just that simple reminder. I mean, how often do I, you know, tap my phone to like check the time or look at my phone because I got a notification? And it's just a quick, easy way that I can easily glance at my phone and kind of just remember, you know who who is it that I want to be. And all of those pictures, those feelings, those memories that I have are all so positive and they're so inspirational and they inspire me to be a better person, but they inspire me to be someone that I've already been. And I think that's a crucial detail is that sometimes we're striving so much to be this future version of ourselves that we want to eventually become one day, but sometimes that person feels really far away and we can't really relate to that future version of us because we don't really understand who they are or how we're going to get there. And so instead, think back to a time when you already were that person and just strive to be that person again today. That's one of my favorite little quick tools because it's something that's so inspirational and so motivating, um, and it's just so easy and so simple. And kind of along those lines, I'm pretty picky about my role models and like people that I strive to be because, again, understanding that me and someone, we're completely different people. So I I prefer my role model to be like a version of me. Because what I found, I've come to understand pretty quickly that if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I know I talk about it all the time, but I'm an Enneagram 9, and that means I'm a pretty quiet, like contemplative, I'm a shy person, but I'm also a business owner and I have a podcast. And so, you know, I'm on these platforms where I'm showing up, I'm adding value, I'm kind of, I might seem like I'm pretty outgoing and, I don't know, energetic, but real- Like, realistically, if you know me, I'm, like, very quiet, kind of shy, not very outspoken. But do you know who I'm drawn to the most on social media and online? I'm drawn to the very energetic Enneagram 3s and the really go-getter Enneagram 7s. (laughs) Like, those are the people that I, like, see on social media and I am just in awe of. I'm drawn to them so much. But those people are so different from me. And sometimes, you know, I can look at them and think like, oh, you know, that's like goals. But really it's not, right? Because like, realistically, I will never be that person. And it's not because I'm not capable of being that person. It's that deep down, I just, I don't even think I actually want to be that person, but I am drawn to that energy. And so just remembering that, you know, you can have people that you see online that you that you love that are so inspiring and inspirational to you, but to not draw that line of having that person be your role, role model or your goal of like who you want to be. Especially if there's someone who you just know realistically like they're just really different from you and they aren't even really showing up as the person that you might want to be. Just because they have that magnetic energy doesn't mean that you, you know, have to be that one day. And so just a simple reminder to like, think back on a time when, you know, when you felt your best and really pull from that energy as to how you want to show up today and use that as a way of up-leveling and, you know, seeing if you are who you want to be right now. And if not, how can you be that person that you've already been? So that's kind of the second thing that I wanted to talk about. And the third point that I had was making sure that you're spending time to reanalyze what success and happiness means for you today and in this moment. Because I've seen that sometimes we get really lost, again, you know, especially on social media, comparing our lives to other people, we get really lost in them living their best life and that what whatever that looks like for them, right? And so sometimes we, our brain gets into this mode where we start to think, oh, well, this person is showing up and living their life in this way, doing these things, spending their time this way, and they're very successful. And our brain starts to think that we need to start doing those same things. Or if we're not doing those same things, that we are not successful. Like our brain loves to look for links and connections or like ways of justifying things or understanding things. Like we are very curious beings. And so when we spend a lot of time looking at other people's lives, our brain starts to think that if we don't look like that, or if they have success and our life doesn't look like that, that means we aren't successful. Like, and when we say it out loud, we understand that's probably not the truth, but Oftentimes, these thoughts just sit in our brains and we ruminate on them, right? They just sit there and they kind of start playing over and over and over again. So, I realized this, you know, a few months ago in my business because I kind of found myself in this weird place of not really knowing what success meant for me in my business. So, I had this opposing messaging in my head that somehow in order to be successful and crushing it in my business that I needed to be this woman who like showed up and like worked in cute blazers and like always had her hair and makeup done and like you know sometimes she wore heels and like she didn't just lay around the couch in like sweats. I just I had this idea in my head of who I needed to be and how I needed to show up if I was going to be successful in my business And I had to do this exercise again recently about, you know, what success and happiness really means for me because I realized that, again, if you know me, I love being comfortable. I love working from the couch in a blanket. I love like, you know, not having to like wear jeans or get dressed up. Like I really at my core, I love that. And I do understand that sometimes doing those things makes me feel good, right? Like who doesn't feel good when you've got like a great hair day and like you've got a little bit of makeup on, of course I feel good. But I was starting to think that I had to do those things if I was going to be successful. And I had to reframe the messaging in my head that said, you know what, no, I can show up some days without my hair done and like still in my pajamas or like working from the couch. And it doesn't mean that because I'm doing these things, I'm not successful. It just means that there might be some days where I show up and I want to do my hair and my makeup and whatever, because I want to, and it makes me feel good. And that's great. But I can also spend, you know, some days working from the couch in my sweats and still have a thriving and growing business. And I had to distinguish that it didn't have to be all one or the other. And so if you find yourself, again, kind of in this time of feeling like you're not where you want to be or that you, you know, are looking at other people, just figure out what success and happiness, what does that really mean for you? And are you, is the future version of yourself that you see in your head realistic? Do you need to tweak it and change it to kind of better match with who you are as a person or who you are right now? And the next thing that I wanted to chat about is, I think this, you know, might sound really obvious, but when you feel yourself kind of in those moments where you feel like you're not good enough, making a list of things that you excel at, really writing out what are your strengths? What gifts do you give to other people? Like, what do you provide? How do you help others feel valued? And this is something that can feel so obvious and we might not want to do it because it's weird to talk about ourselves or think about ourselves in this way. But again, it's just remembering that what makes you unique, your clients and your customers, they're choosing to work with you specifically because you are exceptional at providing them with something. And so get really clear on what that is, because when you start to feel low or comparing yourself to other people, Usually our self-esteem when we start to do that goes right out the door. And so in these moments, when we can get really intentional and, you know, journal or write affirmations around what it is that we offer and provide and what it is that makes people want to work with us and be around us. When we focus on that and the value that we provide as a person, it helps to remind ourselves that like what we don't need to look at other people for this measure of success. If we're living up to that person, Person who's providing value and giving all of these things to people, then we what more could we ask for? Right? We're doing all of the things that we would want to do to show up for our clients and our customers. And so, just to wrap things up, a few mindset tips you know that I would love for you to remember anytime you start to feel yourself having that comparisonitis feeling is. Just remember that if you're in this space right now, I want you to know that this season and these feelings are normal and it doesn't mean that you have to live in this season for a long time, but I don't want you to feel shame or guilt in it and just know that you will likely experience this again in the future, but having these tools and ways of reframing your thoughts is going to be the thing that will help you get out of it faster. And sometimes we feel, you know, we go through these seasons of, you know, or these times of comparing ourselves to others because we feel like we're not in like a big growth mode. Usually if we're working on a lot of projects and kind of going through the motions and doing all the things, we usually don't spend a lot of time thinking about this. So usually when these thoughts start to creep in, it's because we're in maybe a a slower mode or a maintenance mode or just a different season that's not filled with growth. But I want you to know that That in itself, these slower seasons where we're not just constantly like grow, 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 these seasons are crucial. And they're just as important as the growth seasons because these seasons give us the space and the time that we need to be able to step back and see what's working and what's not working in our business. What do I need to focus on in my mindset to help me evolve and grow into the person that I want to become? Who do I have to be in order to show up on a day-to-day basis so that I can accomplish all of these goals that I have for myself? So these seasons really allow you to take that time to slow down and listen to your intuition and to start making those small little changes that'll help to really make those big differences in your life in the long run. And so just to quickly recap, some of the points we talked about, take a social media detox if you need it. Ideally, if you can still show up on your platform to provide to others on a somewhat normal basis, amazing. But take a detox if you need it and don't feel any guilt. Also, think back to when you felt a time when you felt your best and strive to be that person again today. Reanalyze what success and happiness means for you and what does that look like in your life make a list of all of the things that you excel at and really try to focus on those and just really ground yourself in remembering that this is normal. And so if you're ready to dive even deeper, if you, you know, want to look into speaking with someone and having someone mentor you and coach you along the way, I would love to chat and see if working one-on-one with me as your coach might be a great fit. I every single month have a few spaces for one-on-one clients. And so if you are interested, there's a link, especially for listeners of the podcast, that'll be in the show notes of this episode. So be sure to check that out if you're interested in learning more. But just thank you so much for listening to this today. I hope that you can walk away with just more confidence and more clarity and, you know, less guilt around feelings, these feelings of comparisonitis. And I, I just hope that you know how special you are and that you are so unique and provide so much value to everyone that you meet and all of your clients. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Hey there, one last thing before you go. I would absolutely love if you left a review on iTunes. It's so much fun shouting out my listeners, reviews and takeaways on the podcast. And by leaving a review, you not only help me create more content that's relevant for you, but you also make it possible for other women business owners around the world to find the podcast too. I'm honestly so grateful that you decided to listen in today, and I can't wait to hear your takeaways from this episode.